3: You are about to hear the most interesting, informative, thought-provoking, opinion-leading, and funny show in America on air and on the World Wide Web. This is The Rob Carson Show.
2: This is The Rob Carson Show. It's Thursday, kids, and uh, while the good news keeps rolling on, you need to have a smile on your face today. I know it's hard. I know there are days that I, and I wake up and, and I've got my... Uh, uh, I'm stressed out, I'm uh, concerned about this and that and this, but you know what, we're going we're gonna to get some good news today. We got some good news. First of all, uh, we found out yesterday, Newsmax back on DirecTV, that's a big deal, because uh, you can't just have Fox on on uh, DirecTV, you can't just let one conservative outlet exist and then hope that they do the right thing and, and don't skew left, you know, do things like, I don't know, forget that 44,000 hours of January the 6th video that uh, Tucker Carlson was going to feature on his show and expose to everybody. Everybody. Forget the fact that the Fox shut that down the Tuesday after Tucker Carlson debuted. And I know, I know. I'm not going to let that go. I just thought I'd let you know. Uh, you had the right and responsibility to do it. Uh, why didn't you do it? I want answers. And then I want the tape released to everybody else. Even me. Even me. I might even just sit there and watch 44,000 hours of videotape. I'm not sure when I'd find the time to do it, but. I'd figure out something, or just post it online. Just post it online, like uh, WikiLeaks. Just put it online there, so everybody can see it and they can make their own judgment. How about that? No editorial control, whatever. So yesterday, Newsmax back on DirecTV. I've been getting uh, overwhelmed with positive vibes and emails on that, and and we are grateful that DirecTV relented. And I think a lot of it had to do with uh, we had some great uh, f- uh, friends uh, in in our in our legislature. We had some very uh, great negotiations going on to kind of get to a the you know, one an agreement and we did thankfully and then of course you guys i mean number one you guys <laughs> it was it was overwhelming because you're like no, no 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 this no no. Put Newsmax back on. So we are thrilled with that. Here's the other good news. Are you ready for this? And I don't know, maybe maybe Alvin Bragg just has so much uh, uh, evidence against Donald Trump that he just can't unload it this week because it would just blow up the entire world. Or he has nothing. Listen to this. The Trump grand jury canceled the rest of this week. <laughs> I I love this. I love this. Yet another narrative. Y- yet another uh, you know a witch hunt by the uh, the media falls on its face. Uh, this is remarkable. You know Rachel Maddow for two years touted this Russia collusion hoax. It was a hoax, and she still shows her face in public. It's remarkable. It is remarkable. Alvin Bragg facing even more questions as the panel's vote on the indictment is pushed back at least to next week as he struggles with a weak case this is uh i mean just beyond unbelievable and what i'm hoping will come out of this guys and maybe this is this is wishing too much uh first and foremost you know the uh, american justice system is under attack by people in the doj federally and locally we've got uh, soros funded da's across the country that are creating turning the the municipalities where they're uh, in charge into hellscapes. And I've got an example coming up. Portland, Oregon is over. I mean, just Portland, over, Oregon it used to be, what was it, what's their slogan? It's weird, be weird or something like that, whatever. Well, now it's just uh, uh, GTFO, I think is what the uh, the slogan for, <laughs> you know, they got the new, we love New York, very simple, I heart New NY. Uh, maybe just in Portland, it just needs to say GTFO. Uh, you could figure that out. But, <laughs> but this is so funny that this is backfire. Tiring. And and the reason being is, any time generally that a movement is based on, uh, well, is intellectually and morally bankrupt. Eventually, the truth will catch up to it. In, uh, in any. Uh, in any situation in our country because we have the first amendment so we can do that in China they can get away with it forever Uh, they tried that forever with uh, with uh, the Soviet Union it it eventually fell Uh, sooner or later when you uh, base your entire administration on the control of your population uh, to just be means of taxation and production eventually uh, things will uh, end poorly for those governments it takes a lot longer with communists uh, than it does with a country that has the First Amendment or a modicum of freedom of expression. So I'm hoping that all of this nonsense is going to do a faceplant. Doesn't mean that we shouldn't keep fighting. All right. But here's what we know now: we know that uh, the the grand jury has been canceled for the rest of the week. Uh, maybe maybe Alvin Bragg has to take his kids to soccer practice. See, you know, soccer weeks, man. When you got soccer week going, you're going to be there. You're going to be there with the cooler and the lawn chair and and uh, you know the water bottles and all that. So maybe it's that or that uh, this is just a joke and I hope that Alvin Bragg, not only this uh, defeat, this humiliation, uh, might uh, put the brakes on uh, the absolute politicization of our uh, justice uh, system, although I'm not holding my breath. They're going to keep going. But at least it might embarrass him so badly that he might never show his face in public. Hold my breath on that because uh, Democrats don't have shame. Uh, and, And then also, hoping also maybe that somebody will look in to this. Maybe if he submits to a subpoena by Jim Jordan, we're supposed to hear about that today. Jim Jordan and others in Congress said, Alvin Bragg, why don't you uh, do a little deposition with us? We want to find out what's behind this. And so uh, maybe if he is deposed, then we'll find out what's going on. Maybe if he's deposed, we find out the uh, the the, uh, the motivation behind this, which is purely political. Perhaps he'll be disbarred and removed from office. I know that's kind of a, a long stretch, but this time it really was a, a bridge too far, even for people in New York, and mostly because people in New York realize uh, how badly the city is doing, uh, how the city is no longer safe, how people are getting shoved in front of subway cars, how people are being assaulted, how the smell of pot is everywhere homeless people everywhere when i was in new york i was in manhattan what was it Uh, a couple months ago i was invited to news it was in december and uh, and i went back and uh, everywhere is the smell of pot you walk down the street there's a dunk of donuts mm, coffee oh there's some stinky weed uh and then you go into atm vestibules where jill goodacre is frequently i, I ran into her once uh but anyway uh, you go into the atm vestibules people are sleeping on the floor homeless people so you, you certainly want to, want to get your money out at an atm vestibule it would be uh, the worst thing you could possibly do and then as i'm walking down the street there's a little crevasse between two buildings because if you ever been to New York, it's it's beautiful, it's amazing. Sixty story buildings as far as the eye can see. And there's a crack between the buildings and you got you know, tourists coming down the street and it's right around Christmas time, and all of a sudden this homeless guy just decides to use that crack to uh, to urinate. Just, you know, whips it out, puts it right there between the buildings and it trickles out onto the sidewalk as people are walking. So, you know, maybe uh, going after Donald Trump for a nonsense charge to keep him from running for president, not as important as I don't know, saving people's lives in New York City. And uh, when you consider the direction of America's Democrat run cities, uh maybe this whole movement is uh, coming to an end hopefully very soon. We've got a lot of fighting to do. Don't get me wrong. We got a lot of fighting to go. So, I've got more on that coming up but know this, um Alvin Bragg has suspended the grand jury <laughs> for the rest of the week, which is not a good sign, which is not a uh, not a good sign at all. Um the economy, that's another thing I want to mention. I want to start off the show With a little bit about the economy, because as much as uh, it is incredibly important to uh, go after those who would try to take out a political candidate, regardless of who it is, but particularly because it's happening to Donald Trump, that is important. But what's more important is you being able to pay your bills and feed yourself. And things are rough. I do all the shopping for my family. I go to Walmart. That's where I generally go. I look for the yellow stickers. Usually Thursday and Sunday are the best time because that's when you get the sandwiches and the pizzas and the bakery goods on sale. Some of the meat items those two days. And that's what I do. And I got my freezer stocked, uh, you know, um, and and that's what Americans are having to do. And people are also having to go to to Dollar General to go shopping rather than Walmart. Well, here's the headline, American hunger, two years of grinding inflation have left a quarter of U.S. adults struggling to get a square meal as millions turn to food banks and credit cards to make ends meet quarter of adults are struggling to afford a square meal marked increase from the previous year as unrelenting inflation and the end of the pandemic benefits squeezes millions of household budgets. So a survey by the Urban Institute found that 25 percent, essentially, percent of respondents were food insecure. That means you can't uh, you can't fill your grocery cart. You got to skip meals and stuff, meaning they cannot always put enough food on the table. As I mentioned, uh, you know, if you think that inflation is only 9% or 6% per year, and Joe Biden's been in office two years, and so you'd think maybe 12 to 14% maybe on your food items is the amount of inflation, well, you'd be absolutely wrong. It's much, much Higher than that, you know that as well as I do. I use the example at uh, at Walmart. I used to go when uh, when Donald Trump was president forever. By the way, uh, chicken breasts were a dollar eighty eight a pound. Dollar eighty eight a pound for skinless, boneless chicken breasts, and I'd buy those all the time. Right now, if you're lucky, you can get them on sale for two eighty nine. That is a fifty percent increase. Since Joe Biden took office, uh, the price of gas is still about fifty percent higher than when Joe Biden took office. Uh, most of the items that I shop for at the grocery store have gone through the ceiling. Many of the products that I buy have doubled in price. Dog food is stupid, by the way. Uh, I usually get the dry dog food and I put a little bit of canned dog food in it, you know, to make it you know better for them. Canned dog is dog food's gone from eighty-nine cents. To like $1.89. So that's a 100% increase in the dog food. And, and uh, I'm sure the way things are going, many Americans are looking at dog food and going, hey, hey, there's a guy that there's comes in a gravy sauce. I might consider eating that myself. Uh, results came as a Federal Reserve on uh, Wednesday weighing the matter to raise interest rates. So you know, a lot of the times people now are having to rent because they can't afford to buy a house. About once a month, one of the uh, homes in my neighborhoods becomes a rental. Kind of interesting. Just happened. Uh, actually, the two people who live right next to me Suddenly, they're rentals. So uh, there's a lot of that going on. And uh, Cassandra Martinczyk says that the uh, uh, groceries jumped 10.4% between December 2021 and 2022, putting everyday basics beyond the reach of many shoppers. And, in, and it is true. But if you listen to Janet Yellen, by the way, who looks a lot like one of those little button mushrooms, you ever get those little white mushrooms, you know? Not the portobellos or anything like that, the big portobellos or the shiitakes or anything, but just a button mushroom. She looks like an old gray, white uh, button mushroom. And once you see her again, by the way, you won't be able to get out of, that out of your head. Here she is saying that everything is absolutely perfect, like a good, uh, like a good propagandist does.
4: And take an economy that is performing very well. We've had the fastest recovery from a downturn um, that we've ever seen.
2: Yeah, because you see, when you uh, open businesses after them being shut down by the government, then you immediately have a recovery. Say for instance, if your business is closed on Sunday, and then you just open the door and make one sale on Monday, your business has increased 100 percent. See what I did there? I'm not even Janet the
4: Mushroom. And the fastest recovery of any nation around the globe. Um, The unemployment rate is near a 50-year low. The economy is doing well.
2: Yeah, well, that's not exactly what Democrat representative, uh, what's her name, Uh, Deloro, Deloro, she's so pretty with purple hair and all that stuff. Here's what she's saying about inflation, and it kind of flies in the
0: face of the mushroom. Inflation is killing people in this country. It really is. People do live paycheck to paycheck, and they are struggling. What we need to try to do is to focus on how we bring prices down for people,
2: Yeah. Okay. Well, you know, um, you've been uh, in government for a while. Uh, We've dealt with inflation and all this stuff before. Why doesn't the government learn a dang thing about it? That's what I want to know. Why don't they learn about bank failures? Why don't they learn how to figure out an economy? Uh, Donald Trump did it. Ronald Reagan did it. Uh, How about you just look at their playbook? Okay? Now, I've got more on the economy coming up. I've got uh, more on uh, what's going on in New York with the Alvin Bragg case. And I I mentioned on Monday, I said, arrest Trump. I want to see it. Make him into a martyr. Then on Wednesday, I said, it looks like the case is falling apart. It looks like it really is today. Also, uh, taxpayer money going to fund Chinese battery companies in America employed by the Chinese. Uh, I'm not kidding. All of that's coming up. Your phone calls as well. 800-922-6680. This is the Rob Carson Show
3: the best thing to come out of Iowa since Superman and Captain Kirk. It's the Rob Carson Show.
0: Inflation is killing people in this country. It really is. People do live paycheck to paycheck and they are struggling. What we need to try to do is to focus on how we bring prices down.
2: Yeah. For people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, uh, do what Trump did. I think that would probably be the best thing to do, is to do, do what Donald Trump did, just kind of, instead of just throwing it out with the bathwater, uh, how about look at what he did and what uh, successful conservative governance has done. Barack Obama was president for eight years. The economy crept by with an annual rate about 1%, and the reason it did it is, despite his policies, we fought through it. Then Donald Trump took over, economy exploded, then 2020 happened because it was 2020 by, the way. And uh, and consequently, uh, things have been in kind of the bleeper ever since. And, and this is what your government wants to spend money on, by the way. This is the EPA administrator yesterday talking about, while you can't afford to put food on the table, where military members have been told how to get uh, food stamps and all that, this is what they're proposing spending $375 million on.
0: In fiscal year 2024, EPA requests more than $375 million and 265 FTE for the environmental justice program. The funding will help to expand support for community-based organizations, indigenous organizations. Okay,
2: what does this mean for $375? Uh, What he's doing here is he's he's spouting uh, academic gobbledygook. That's what he's doing. He's trying to justify a uh, third of a a, billion dollars on nonsense, which, by the way, uh, this nonsense, this diversity, equity and inclusion nonsense is uh, being rejected by corporate America, by the way, thought you should know, and is starting to be rejected by many in academia.
0: Tribes, states, local government and other territorial governments so that they can identify and develop solutions to their environmental justice concerns through multi-partner collaboration oh, see,
2: that's what they do they throw this uh this nonsense academic uh, faculty lounge gobbledygook at you uh in san francisco they want 50 million dollars just for a committee to look at reparations <laughs> it's just, just just for the not for the reparations we just need the committee to analyze reparations here i'll, I'll do it for free how about no there you go. Hey, I saved you fifty million dollars. Isn't that amazing? Just amazing. Oh, we got something new from Jim Gossett about the Biden family.
1: Got a whole bunch on the Bidens coming up. Honor went to Joe the other day with a big deal to pay for play. Another eighty million from Ukraine. Joe said, "Quick, son, get on that plane." And at that moment, little Hunter knew. He said, Dad, I'm a crook like you. Pop, I'm a big crook like you. Sing along! Hunter was born with a silver spoon. From prosecution, he's immune. He commits fraud around the clock. A chip off the communist block. Yeah. A chip off the communist block. Yeah. Screw to Trump. <laughs> Cash in the suitcase for Joe and his son. Hannah really knows how to get it done. Not a peep from the FBI. Protecting the big guy, Joe. <laughs> protecting the big guy. Yeah.
2: But look at how the uh, the Alvin Bragg case got uh, Joe Biden's banking issues off the uh, front page. You know, uh, this is the case, uh, as with so many times, we have people in Washington, D.C., spending their whole lives telling us how to live ours and living high on the hog while you and I feast on the scraps. Or not even feast, just have the scraps. Uh, Joe Biden went to Ukraine to promise more money to the Ukrainians, giving them a pension, by the way, so they have money in their pocket. (laughs) And the people in East Palestine are still living in a a toxic stew, and their homes are worthless. And then there's this, following the collapse of Silicon Valley Bank, reviews of the company's internal practices have revealed that loans to insiders connected to the bank tripled to $219 million before the bank failed. (laughs) (laughs) It's just, it's just, this is it, this is, oh my god, this is so fantastic. So the loans to uh, insiders close to the bank, you know, all of the cronies and everything, including the Chinese, the communist Chinese, increased to $219 million before the bank failed. And by the way, you, with with your tax money and my tax money, we're going to bail them out beyond the FDIC limit of $250,000 per deposit. So if they screwed up with this, uh, these loans, they don't need to worry about them anymore. I'll have to get details on this, but there you go, man. This is who we're up against, and this is who we have to defeat if we are going to survive. Coming up, Alvin Bragg's case. Uh, the wheels have come off, and then uh, battery plants owned by the Chinese being built in the U.S., and people are saying, no, nah, I don't think so. It's a Rob Carson show. Stick around.
5: Shipping can make or break a sale, so optimize how you ship your orders
2: Getting started is easy. Visit MyBookie online at MyBookie.website slash Rob Carson Show. Use promo code Carson to receive a deposit bonus up to 1000 bucks. Grab your extra funds now and for a limited time, claim a free entry into the $150,000 MyBookie Madness Bracket Contest for a chance at big money. If you're the type of person who likes to fill out multiple brackets to get an advantage, you can do that too. The price of entry is less than an Uber, all for a shot at a life-changing amount of money. With so many brands to choose from, you need a platform that makes it simple to bet and win, like MyBookie. Remember, visit MyBookie online at mybookie.website slash Rob Carson Show. Use promo code Carson to receive a deposit bonus up to $1,000. That's mybookie.website slash Rob Carson Show bet anything anytime anywhere with my bookie
3: there's only one rob carson on the radio oh thank god it's the rob carson show
2: So Alvin Bragg is uh, given the grand jury the rest of the week off because uh, his his case against Donald Trump is a giant uh, pile of what was left by Hillary Clinton and uh, Chelsea Clinton in a theater the other night. I don't even know this. They were in New York, and they were watching a show, uh, Some Like It Hot. <laughs> they were watching Some Like It Hot, and somebody, I guess, decided to, in the middle of the show, go in and just, uh, you know uh, uh, defecate in the, in the aisle. I don't know how you do that. Uh, I don't know what kind of person does that. I, I've got stage fright. I can't even pee in front of somebody, uh, let alone that. I mean, my Lord, I mean the, unless there's a closed door in another part of the house and an exhaust fan on, nothing's going to happen. But, uh, but anyway, somebody apparently did that next to uh, Hillary. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> anyway, so, uh, the uh, the uh, uh, yeah the, his case is a giant steaming uh, you know a hot thing, um, and uh, and apparently the the evidence has become so overwhelming it's almost embarrassing. Uh, we had Robert uh, uh, we had uh, Alan Dershowitz on yesterday to talk about it, and, and honestly it is the point of uh, absurdity. Uh, we know that a former associate of Michael Cohen, who's the main uh, uh, the main witness, who is trying to say that one hundred thirty thousand dollar payment to Stormy Daniels. Uh, was a campaign contribution. It's nonsense, and we find out today from a letter written in 2018 that uh, Cohen paid the money and didn't tell Trump about it, and it wasn't Trump's money. So your case is over. But we also found out from uh, one of the other uh, people involved in the case, who is Robert Costello, who is an associate of uh, Michael Cohen, That uh, when he uh, uh, testified in front of the grand jury Tuesday, apparently he was able to point out that uh, Alvin Bragg had not even included in a case 600 pages of exculpatory evidence, which would have exonerated Donald Trump of all charges. So now even a New New York grand jury is going, really, I don't think this sounds so good. I don't think this sounds real good. So there's this letter from uh, Michael Coleman, Cohen claiming Trump did not reimburse him for hush money paid to Stormy Daniels. I want you to listen to this. This is pretty funny because this is like, I mean, beyond uh, smoking gun. Stephen Ryan, counsel for Michael Cohen, February 8, 2018. Writing on behalf of my client, Michael Cohen, in response to your letter dated blah, 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 blah. Mr. Cohen used his own personal funds to facilitate a payment of $130,000 to Ms. Stephanie Clifford. Neither the Trump organization nor the Trump campaign was a party to the transaction with Ms. Clifford, and neither reimbursed Mr. Cohen for the payment directly or indirectly. Now, normally, this would be like, uh, you'd think this was a letter that came out this week. They sent it to show that the... no, this came out in 2018. Alvin Bragg, I would assume, if he's a, 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 a DA worth his salt, he'd know about this letter that says that uh, it completely exonerates Donald Trump. Unless you're a completely political tool who not only needs to be shamed, but also disbarred, and certainly uh, charges should be considered. Because the letter says Mr. Cohen used his own personal funds to facilitate the payment to Miss Stephanie Clifford Stormy Daniels. Neither the Trump organization nor the Trump campaign was a party to the transaction and neither reimbursed Mr. Cohen for the payment. Contrary to the allegations of the complaint, which are entirely speculative, neither Mr. Cohen nor Essential Consultants LLC made any in kind contributions to Donald J. Trump for president or any presidential campaign. Comm- many so there's the case it's gone it's over it's finito so I guess what Alvin Bragg is trying to do is uh, uh, get out of this in the least embarrassing way possible and also uh, prevent himself from being disbarred I could be wrong I'm not a legal expert I'm just using research and common sense and life experience here but thus far uh, pretty much gotten every one of these points right since we started covering the story on Monday. Here is uh, a very sheepish Chuck Schumer talking about the, uh, you know, Alvin Bragg and whether or not he supports Alvin Bragg. Now, I want you to listen to his tepid response. Look, I think it's premature sure to talk about it. Uh, we don't know what's going to happen yet. Yes. Yeah. You don't want any premature speculation. Go ahead. Do you have confidence in Alvin Bragg? Do you have confidence in Alvin Bragg? Look,
6: the bottom line is, as I said. Um, it's premature to
2: come. No, 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 no. Do you have confidence or no? Yes or no? You never get yes or no answers in Washington, D.C. Comment
7: on what's happening. and um-
2: Unless you ask a Democrat, should we send more uh, aid to Ukraine? We should spend more uh, tax money to Ukraine. You always get a yes on that. That's across the aisle. You got the rhinos. You got the Democrats. Then you get a yes. Complete yes on all of that. <laughs> it's just it's just hilarious. It is just hilarious. So we got to, uh, we not only have a letter saying that Donald Trump didn't make the payment, saying that Michael Cohn made the payment, saying that Michael Cohn did not tell the president he made the payment, uh, and then also in admitting in this letter that uh, the money did not go to uh, Trump for president. <laughs> it's just, it's such a joke. It is such it's, it's an embarrassing joke. But when you don't have shame, and Democrats don't have shame, I mean, you, you look at the, the uh, Russia collusion hoax, there's no shame, there's no apology for that. It was, it was their legitimate effort to take down Donald Trump in 20, uh, 2016. And then in 2020, they covered up Hunter Biden's laptop. It was a story. The FBI, working with the DHS and other government departments, they shut down the story to affect the campaign. I said yesterday, that's an in-kind donation. That, that was an in-kind donation to Joe Biden's election campaign, and I would put that figure uh, conservatively about a half a billion dollars. Right? Right? Because uh, let me see, uh, uh, Mike uh, Zuckerberg. He uh, he contributed four hundred twenty million dollars of his own campaign toward uh, Zuckerbucks, you know, and and uh, unmanned ballot boxes. That was an in kind donation to uh, to uh, Joe Biden. You can't say that because supposedly it was for everybody. No, it wasn't. It was it was it was skewed toward Democrats and Democrat districts, and all the money went to them. So that's an in kind donation of four hundred million dollars right there. So this whole thing is just a giant uh, just a giant joke, just really. This is Robert Costello, uh, former associate of Michael Cohn, who was the guy who testified earlier this week and explained that Alvin Braggage sh- had basically not presented 600 pages of exculpatory evidence, which have, would have killed the case. This is as crooked as it gets, as a DA, as an AG. This is as crooked as it
7: gets. I asked him. I said, is that Donald Trump's money? No. Uh, Did you get that from any Trump organization? No. Is that your money? Did you take it out of one of your accounts? No. I said, where did you get the money from? He said, I took out a HELOC loan. I said, why would you do that? He said, because I wanted everything to be secret. I didn't want my own wife to know about this. I didn't want Melania to know about this. That's what he said.
2: Yeah. Unbelievable. So Donald Trump didn't know about it. He admitted it. It wasn't an in-kind donation to a, tra- a campaign. There was nothing associated with the campaign. The uh, The whole case is beyond the statute of limitations. And Alvin Bragg literally twisted two uh, possible charges together, federal and state. The state le- statute of limitations is already over. The federal uh, charge or whatever uh, doesn't run out to the end of the year. And Alvin Bragg had, re- uh, had rejected it uh, upon uh, going into office. Office. He just whipped it out when Donald Trump decided to run for president again. Here's some more from Robert Costello.
7: He said he did this on his own. He didn't mention Donald Trump's name. He said there was a problem. Stormy Daniels' lawyer or representative got in touch with him. He worked out a negotiated deal, got an NDA, a non-disclosure agreement, 130 thousand.
2: Yeah. Generally, a nondisclosure agreement, if it's, uh, you know, part of Donald Trump is a part of it, uh, he'd know about it. (laughs) I'm just saying. Usually nondisclosure isn't, uh, you know, to uh, not disclose it to Donald Trump. But Donald Trump didn't even know about it. It's just amazing. Uh, Here's a little bit more from Robert Costello. He said, I need to
7: know what my options are. Can I get a pardon? Can I get a commutation? Can I get cooperation? Well, I told him that a pardon and commutation were out of the question. He hadn't even been charged with a crime. I said, so let's talk about cooperation. I said, Michael, no offense intended, but you're a bump in the road to the U.S. attorney's office. They are clearly going after Donald Trump. Yes. You're standing in the way and they're willing to roll over you in order to make you uh, decide that you have to you have to cooperate with the government in order to save yourself. Yeah,
2: and that's what it was. Uh, essentially, and you know when the government puts a heavy heavy on you, you'll do anything. And it sounds like what Michael Cohen uh, did, although Michael Cohen is, in fact, a, a complete and utter scumbag.
7: The only thing I'm doing is trying to tell the truth to the grand jurors, because I read all these lies in the, in the media that are being promoted by one side. If you see the full picture, you know, listen, if they want to go after Donald Trump and they have solid evidence, so be it. But Michael Cohn is far from solid evidence.
2: It is uh, remarkable the double standard. Uh, everything from uh, oh uh, the classified documents at Mar-a-Lago, the classified documents at uh, Joe Biden's different areas, including the Penn Biden Center, bought and paid for by the Chinese Communist Party, four million dollars. Uh, this is what we know so far with regard to the uh, the banking records that James uh, Comey is uh, is uh, sharing. Four million dollars from the uh, Chinese energy company, whatever they're all owned by the Chinese Communist Party, uh, to the Bidens distributed to the biden family for nothing for nothing it should be fairly obvious this should be the number one story on every page but we have a media that is so ungodly corrupt so north korean and they do it voluntarily that's the sickest thing about it one more soundbite from robert costello is it true
7: i don't know i had to force that into an answer they were getting upset because they'd asked me a limited question based on one of these six emails And I would volunteer information that I thought the grand jury needed to
2: hear. Robert Costello's uh, testimony this week blew up the case. It just blew up the case. And, uh, you know, I use the word hubris because hubris is this ego, uh, this uh, aura of ego and uh, unapproachability and untouchability uh, brought on by uh, an unwarranted amount of... uh, uh, confidence in, like, your case, his case. He had an unwarranted amount of confidence. And the reason being is because he thought he could get away with it. He thought that the media wouldn't bother to look into all of the crap that he was presenting. And, and, by the way, until Monday, he was going to do it. And then Robert Costello came along and said, no, 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 I'm not going to let him lie like this. And then he did the uh, testimony and the grand jury is sitting there going, well, why didn't you tell us about this, Alvin Bragg? And Alvin Bragg said, I just take the rest of the week off. It's no big deal. Here's Greg Jarrett talking about it last night.
6: You know, of course, the mainstream media, which spent the last several days salivating over an imminent Trump indictment today, was crestfallen when they found out, wait a minute, All of a sudden, the grand jury proceedings have come to a halt. I think a couple of things are happening here, Sean. You put your finger on one of them, and that is that there is a revolt in the district attorney's office, dissension in the ranks. Top senior experienced prosecutors Uh uh, are angry about this. They see it for what it is, a politically motivated witch hunt. A convoluted Looney Tunes legal theory that has no merit. (laughs) Bragg contorted the law, twisted the evidence because he hates Donald Trump. But I think...
2: It has got to be bad for Democrats not to sell their soul to somebody like this. I mean, when Democrats are with, it's got to be something super special that, uh, I mean, is supremely corrupted, supremely embarrassing for Democrats not to bed down with such a uh, ridiculous charge against Donald Trump.
6: You know, I think all of a sudden the grand jurors after Bob Costello's testimony on Monday are saying to themselves, wait a minute. Are we getting snookered and sandbagged by Alan Bragg? Or flim flammed or, you know. Uh, Costello comes in here and says, Michael Cohen, who Bragg's relying on, is the biggest liar in the world, a <laughs> prodigious, inveterate
2: liar. Well, a second after Joe Biden, come on.
6: Who cannot be trusted. And also, I think they were probably taken aback by the fact that Bragg appears to have been hiding hundreds of yeah. documents yeah. and emails from them, uh, that's exculpatory evidence, and right. they have a right to see that. And so, it doesn't surprise me the reports that you know he's having trouble
2: convincing now the grand jurors. Uh, and this is just uh, honestly, if you uh, commit your life to the law, if you go to school, you get your degrees, da 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 da. You practice law, and you're willing to forsake the tenets of your life's work for political reasons. Honestly, that's pretty sick. That's pretty pathetic. Uh, And the man needs to not only be embarrassed, but disbarred. A little bit more on this, and then we've got uh, all sorts of Chinese money. All sorts of American money, I should say, going to Chinese companies and the Biden family. Details on that. This is The Rob Carson Show.
3: Say it loud and proud. Let's go, Brandon. It's The Rob Carson Show.
2: Yep, Alvin Bragg has dismissed the grand jury in New York to uh, put Donald Trump away for a uh, campaign donation in kind to Stormy Daniels. And uh, it's a joke. It was a joke since the beginning. And this guy literally held evidence, kind of like, I don't know what the January 6th committee did, with the video that would have exonerated the the QAnon shaman, as they called him, Jacob Chansley. Yeah, this is the government that we have. This is the justice system we have, and we've got to turn this around. I'm very serious about that. That's why I'm completely down with this convention of state thing. And if we get this done with 34 states, I suggest we reduce the federal government bureaucracy by about mm, somewhere between 50 and 80%. And I'm not kidding. Let's go to Kathy in Stevensville, Maryland. Hello there, Kathy. Welcome to The Rob Carson Show. What's on your mind today?
0: thanks for taking my call. I've got a completely different take right. on what's happened um, yes. with Michael Cohen. We have established he's a scuss bag. Yes. He worked very closely with Donald Trump, and I believe wholeheartedly because of his own testimony that he didn't want anybody to know that he was paying this money out. Mm-hmm. He was setting himself up with an insurance policy okay. knowing that Donald Trump was going to run for president at some point because everybody's known that for years. Gotcha. Prior to him actually announcing, yeah. he gave Stormy his own money. I believe those two were in cahoots together in one okay. form or, or another. Yes, I believe that he gave her the money. Once Donald Trump announces he's going to be president, he lets him know. Donald Trump has, pays him back. He comes up with this whole concocted story along with her. Both of them have made a lot of money in yeah. the meantime. And I believe the whole thing, now maybe he was sleeping with her, maybe not. But I think it should be probed, so to speak. Probe, no
2: yeah, problem. you better probe. I think it's easier to find people who hadn't slept with her. Um, no, actually, no, no, not. it would be very hard to find people who hadn't. Uh, you know, interesting, Terry, I don't know what's going on uh, with uh, with Stormy Daniels and uh, and Michael Cohen. All I know is that uh, Michael Cohen is, uh, uh, from what I can gather and what I've heard, he's a very troubled individual. Uh well, he, he had,
0: had a position in the Trump administration. He wanted Trump to give him a job, and yeah, Trump he, didn't. And here, here his, his insurance policy came to fruition He lets the cat out of the bag about all this stuff that I don't believe any of it's true. I don't well, you think got it's a letter. It, anything to do with this woman. Well, of
2: course, it did. I've got a letter from 2018 that shows it from Michael Cohen's legal representative, uh, approved by Michael Cohen. Donald Trump had nothing to do with this money. This was Michael Cohen's money. He wanted to keep this secret from his wife, from uh, from uh, Donald Trump, from Melania, uh, and then also said it was not a donation. It said in the letter, it said it. So yeah, I don't understand. Well, I don't understand unless I guess I guess arrogance and hubris because there are so many democrats who want to take donald trump they just feel like they can say anything get away with anything and it won't be investigated that's what happens on the federal level with joe biden that's why he you know literally talked about getting the uh, ukrainian prosecutor to stop investigating burisma when his son was on the board because he he said that out loud because he knows that nobody will investigate it nobody will look at it the media certainly will not so i'm not sure but i, I appreciate your uh, your feedback kathy go ahead
0: Thank you. Oh, well, when he didn't get the job, everything came out, and then he changed his story. Yeah. And I think the timing of it all, I think it's very interesting. I think that he might have tried to get Donald Trump over a barrel with this whole setup. I believe the whole thing on his part was a setup.
2: I agree, too. Thank you for the phone call. Let's take a break. It's the Rob Carson Show. Hi, it's Tony Marino, host of the Newsmax Daily Podcast, your daily news bulletin of Newsmax's top headlines, along with commentary from our hosts and experts. You can learn more about all of the free podcasts, including Newsmax Daily, Rob Carson, and Jerry Callahan at Newsmax.com
5: slash listen. News breaks every minute, every day. You need the app, the Newsmax app. Find it free on your smartphone store. Then watch us anytime, anywhere. Well, it looks like the uh,
2: media and others are beginning to realize what the... The uh, entire green energy nonsense movement in this country is all about Joe Biden wanting to make us the most forward-thinking green energy country in the history of the world, which is a giant payoff to the communist Chinese. It's going to come out, okay? I mentioned this a couple weeks ago because they did the Inflation Reduction Act, which hasn't reduced inflation. It never was meant to. It was meant to uh, provide a bunch of money for green energy nonsense, uh, more than a half a trillion dollars and another half a trillion dollars just to hire. IRS agents. Actually, was it an 85 billion? Maybe it was 85 billion IRS agents. I don't remember what the figure was because, you know, these figures are all honestly, we spend so much money uh, right now we are so ungodly in debt uh, we, are, we we will be lucky if the if the financial markets if everything doesn't crash on us and I and I think that's the plan by the way I think it's gonna be banks and then it's going to be our dollars going bye bye uh, you know and all of this stuff and and all we can do really is is uh, hopefully be able to stop it before it really happens and certainly be there to pick up the pieces but you know I mentioned this just a couple weeks ago uh, Ford is going to collaborate with a Chinese supplier on on its new 3.5 billion dollar power pl- uh, battery plant in uh, in Michigan yeah, in Michigan. Now, apparently they wanted to do this in Virginia, but uh, Virginia Governor Glenn Youngkin said that he was withdrawing the state from the competition price, uh, process to attract the planned Ford plant over its connection with the Chinese company. But you know who picked up where he left off? Uh, Gretchen Whitmer in uh, Michigan. I'll get to that in a second. But, uh, and, and you know, it, honestly, it, this should be fairly clear at this point. That Joe Biden is uh, corrupt. He is uh, comprimat as the uh, Russians used to say, comprimat, He is doing the Chinese government's bidding. It, It should be very obvious at this point. And you know why I've come to this conclusion? Because I'm not stupid. All right, when the Penn Biden Center gets sixty million dollars and the University of Pennsylvania gets seventy-five million dollars from the Chinese Communist Party as Joe Biden announced he's going to run for president, as the Biden family gets four million dollars from Communist China after Joe Biden leaves the vice presidency, and the last thing that Joe Biden does on his last day as vice president is goes to Ukraine. I mean, honestly, it should be fairly obvious after a while. But literally, there's money. From a Chinese communist energy company, going to the Biden family, dispersed to the Biden family, including Joe Biden's crack-addicted daughter, who was having a sexual relationship with Hunter Biden—or not daughter, but daughter-in-law. Anyway, it's just—it's a twisted web of abject corruption. You've got Hunter Biden securing oversight of a 1.5 billion-dollar Chinese energy hedge fund after visiting China with Joe Biden in 2013. The guy has no uh, ability to even put together a thought. I'm not talking about Joe. I'm talking about Hunter. Crack addicted, prostitute monger, Goes in 2013 with Joe Biden to China, leaves without uh, without Secret Service protection, secures a deal, comes back, done deal, and then we find out that uh, Hunter Biden's going to make money by selling his paintings to uh, anonymous Chinese bidders for a half a million dollars. And in case you wanted to know what that is, that is a, uh, a way of bribing people in China. It is well known in political circles to give gifts of, uh, say for instance, art to people that have little value and then sell them to someone in the CCP for a giant amount of money. That way you can keep the money, even though you bought something that's worthless. Uh, It's a similar thing with uh, Hunter Biden. He's just creating worthless art, uh, something you might uh, find at a starving artist sale, uh, you know, that hang over your sofa. uh, And he's going to be able to sell it for a half a million dollars to the highest uh, bidder in the Chinese Communist Party in exchange for the connection with Joe Biden. All right. That's 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 what it's all about. Left wing, yeah. Here's Corinne Jean-Pierre, who I like to call uh, the mousy Marxist, yesterday uh, being confronted uh, about Joe Biden's family getting so much money from the Chinese Communist Party. Thank you, Corinne. House Oversight says they've got bank
5: records showing a Chinese energy company paying three Biden family members through a third party. What were they paid for?
4: Look, I'm just not going to respond to that from here. Look. We have heard. You're the
2: uh, White House spokesperson, why the heck not?
4: From House Republicans for years and years and years. Um, <laughs> how, uh, how the inaccuracies and lies when it comes to this issue. And I don't even where to begin to even answer that question because, again, it's been lies and lies and inaccuracy for the past uh, couple of years. And I'm just not going to.
2: Well, she's just going to just brush it off like, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. And, and that's what I talk about when I say hubris. Because everybody in this room, everybody in the room except for Peter Ducey and that guy from Africa that, uh, that uh, uh, Corinne Jean-Pierre won't call on. <laughs> everybody in the room is like, oh, okay, no problem, no problem. Hey, man, that's what she said. She said, I'm not going to answer it. So we don't have a story to look in here. What, what are we doing here? We don't even look at it. No, you don't need to look at it. She answered the question. You didn't answer the question. But to the mainstream media, she answered the question. And then there's this. And then there's this. Chinese companies are benefiting from this green energy nonsense. This is what their money goes for. I think we can say now there are a number of things that the Biden family and Joe Biden are able to do to, uh, you know, for the Chinese to uh, recoup their payments, all right? So Joe Biden and his family, we have bank records showing a Chinese energy company giving $4 million to a third party, being distributed then through these bank records to Biden family members, no mention of what they did for it, no mention of uh, this, L whatever, if there's an LLC, if whatever. We know that uh, 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 Joe Biden's son is a crack-addicted fool who... Uh, Can't even put a thought together. And Joe Biden is just a fool who can't put a thought together. So there has to be some sort of quid pro quo. There has to be. All right. Um, This is uh, let me see. I got Glenn Beck. I got Glenn Beck. I usually um, Glenn can be a little, uh, you know, morose at times, but he's uh, very well uh, versed and is able to uncover things that are pretty amazing. Here is what uh, Glenn Beck had to say about the money coming from the Chinese energy company. He has a big staff, so he's able to, uh, you know, investigate things like this. Here's what Glenn had to say who is
5: the chinese company well it's state energy ak uh, hk limited that's who that is you know they're into energy and stuff yeah <laughs> well we did some digging around yes we found they have a, f- a finger in a lot of different things including a hong kong investment uh, company uh focused on the distribution of garments Wow. Well, maybe that's what Hallie... I don't want to be sexist, but, I mean, she's a sharp dresser. (laughs) Their main focus does appear to be energy, however. Yeah. And they made multiple purchases of green energy companies around the time they wired $3 million to Robertson Walker.
2: That's kind of interesting, because the Chinese uh, government has no interest in green energy. They build a new coal-fired
5: power plant about every three days. Which is weird, because this is our green energy president it would be weird if he was making money or being helping out you know the green energy over in china that would be kind of weird wouldn't it and then he's like i'm all in for green energy that seems like a conflict yeah again rather curious The Bidens had made the green revolution their biggest issue. Biden is the biggest green lobbyist in the world right now. And a Chinese company that buys up shares in green energy companies is sending money to the Bidens. Now I'm not saying this is pay for oh, play. No, 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 But no, this no. is exactly what it would look like yeah. if it were.
2: Yeah, if you were, I mean if you were thinking about doing something like that, you'd probably want to do it. But I know you'd never do that because that would be illegal and everything, yeah. This is Tudor Dixon. She ran against uh, Gretchen Hitler hit sorry, Whitler no. Mm, mm. Gretchen Whitmer, who is the very corrupt governor of Michigan in a questionable election. Did I say that out loud? Yeah, I did. Here is Tudor Dixon talking about uh, Gretchen Whitmer giving $750 million of state taxpayer money to a Chinese company to come to uh, Michigan to build uh, batteries and employ, are you ready for this? Not Americans,
4: <laughs> Chinese. The, the state of Michigan, lawmakers and Gretchen Whitmer have decided to give this kind company 715 million in taxpayer dollars but in the company bylaws that are on the company website it clearly states that when they get to michigan yeah. they have to have a ccp organization on site a chi- they
2: have to have a chinese communist party office in the factory
4: chinese communist party organization on-site, a propaganda arm of the CCP right in the center of the country in Michigan. One square mile of CCP in the center of Michigan, and that has to influence the grassroots wow. of the corporation. So think wow. about that. They have to have the CCP there. This is in the bylaws. Clearly the lawmakers and Gretchen Whitmer...
2: Okay, they need to kill this before it happens, and if it does, need a couple thousand uh, mega protesters to interrupt the brown, uh, groundbreaking and the construction of this place
4: read these bylaws you would have to say you would have to know what the company's operations are going to be this is nowhere near any of our car manufacturers any of our automobile maybe
2: that's what the chinese spy balloon was for so they could scout out some sites for their their new factories
4: cell manufacturers so what exactly are they doing in this rural area in michigan but to top it off we now know yes. that about 250 to 300 will be housed at the local university there chinese nationals Boy,
2: I hope- a whole lot of money going to universities from China from the Chinese Communist Party
4: These are not going to be American jobs they're bringing Chinese nationals in to take these jobs and they will be How house-
2: do you wonder why there is an 800% increase in Chinese nationals coming across the southern border <laughs>
4: ...at the local university, where the local university has just so happened to be telling people, this is such a good idea, you have to have this corporation here. So how much money are the Chinese going to give the local well, university?
2: Yeah, yeah, hard to tell, but apparently some people... And uh, I don't think so. We want to fight for America. We don't want to be taken over. We don't want to see America end because of Democrats.
4: And now you have the community rising up. So Big Rapids actually said, N- "You know what? We don't want this in our co- in our town. We don't. We want this to move out." Goshen said, "We're going to move to the town next door." They're still pushing. You still see local people coming up and saying, "This does not make sense for us. We don't want the the arm of the Chinese Communist Party right here in our." Nobody
2: does. They don't want to buy in farmland. They don't want to buy them any property. I think there ought to be a ban. Anybody affiliated with China, the Chinese Communist Party, should not be allowed to own property. Period. Done. End of story.
4: Bye-bye. Small town. But think about this. This is truly an organization. It clearly states it has to be the Chinese Communist Party setting up in the middle of the country. You're surrounded by... Wisconsin has an Air Force base. You have (laughs) a lot of opportunity to spy on the United States if you're right in the center of the country, and they're writing clearly stating that they are spying on Yeah, you
2: know, we've we got to just end this crap, honestly. We've got to end this crap to save the dang country. This is something that we can come together on, hopefully. We're not going to do anything about the radical left in this country. We're not going to do anything about those who support this Maoist revolution, uh, you know, uh, the, the fundamental transformation of America. Remember that uh, first year that Barack Obama went his office? You looked at the Christmas tree, had a Mao ornament on it. You know, that's that hubris thing that I was talking about. Coming up, uh, Rand Paul goes after the CEO of Moderna. Interesting thing about uh, the CEO of Moderna. uh, During the COVID crisis, he became a billionaire. And you want to hear something crazy? Uh, the, uh, the NIH gets royalties from vaccine companies. I mean, hundreds of millions of dollars, a government agency gets hundreds of millions of dollars for pushing a vaccine from the vaccine company that's on the way. This is the Rob Carson show.
3: The one thing the America-hating left and Democrats didn't expect. Unlike them, we don't hate America. We are finally putting America first. It's the Rob Carson Show. Coming
2: up, uh, (laughs) Minnesota's first transgender lawmaker named uh, one of USA Today's uh, Women of the Year. Right up there with Michelle Obama. Not kidding, they were both competing. Huh. What do they have in common? Anyway, we'll get to that very shortly on the show. Uh, before we get into Moderna, I think we need to hear this. I came up with this about uh about a year and a half ago with my friend Jim Gossett with regard to uh vaccine mandates and uh and passports and whatnot.
1: Take this jab and stick it, there. I ain't it. getting no vaccine. Dumbest thing that I've ever seen. A lot of people got rich. Biden says, Take the shot or go home. So I'm walking out the door. Take your jab and stick it. I won't take this crap no more. And the booster, and the booster, and the booster. Joe Biden's been in DC for going on 50 years. Uh-huh. And now he's trying to bring us down. Playing on people's fears. Chinese virus, huh! I've seen a lot of folks in D.C. lie I've seen a lot of pay to play Covered up where it came from We're Democrats, I've had it up to here And now I got the guts to say Come on! Take your jab and stick it I ain't taking this no more Now you don't have to We still got a Constitution Ain't that what the liberals say? Yeah, it is. So take this jab and stick it, this is still the U.S.A. Jim Gossett. Take this jab and stick it, hey, this is still the U.S.A.
2: We get into the uh, details of uh, Capitol Hill yesterday. There was a uh, Moderna CEO, Stephane Bancel. He's a Francais. and uh, we'll get to uh, that in a second. He uh, he made like he became a billionaire. Because of government contracts for a vaccine, it's kind of crazy. Oh, and, and Moderna, Moderna and, uh, and Pfizer and Johnson Johnson, they made all sorts of money, hand over fist, for a Chinese virus, a Chinese virus that Joe Biden covered up the origins of from a laboratory. We paid for it. And then Joe Biden's also uh, given Chinese government all sorts of money for building uh, power plants and uh, battery factories in the United States. Is this kind of like maybe uh, he's bought and paid for? Oh, uh, a Southwest uh, pilot uh, suffered a medical emergency, became incapacitated. This, according to CBS News, Texas uh, captain became incapacitated soon after takeoff Wednesday morning, had to be removed from the flight deck. Uh, I believe 80% of pilots had to get the vaccine, and uh, mitocarditis is kind of a big deal. It was covered up, by the way, by uh, many of the vaccine companies. I'll get to the audio in a second, because uh, uh, Rand Paul exposed something. Also, Jude Moore, promising two-time British National Amateur Championship, I guess he's a boxer, uh, he uh, he was found dead on Friday. He was 19 years old. Uh, otherwise healthy guy. Young fighter who'd believed to be the potential world champion. Just uh, found him dead. Found him dead. No, cause of uh, death has been released. But, man, there's a whole lot of young athletes dying, aren't there? It's kind of crazy that way. You want to hear something really, really crazy? Did you know that the NIH during the covid pandemic got 400 million dollars in royalties from moderna in royalties so there are people in the nih getting all sorts of money to push a vaccine isn't that kind
8: of weird doesn't that sound just a little bit corrupt here's Rand paul do you believe it creates a conflict of interest for the government employees who are making money now off of the vaccine to also be dictating the policy about how many times
9: we have to take the vaccine? Good morning, Senator. Uh, indeed, we recently made, a, before Christmas last year, a $400 million payment to the NIH 400 million. for a, an old patent that they had developed, not related to COVID, but useful in the development of a COVID vaccine uh, to, to pay them for their work. Uh, it's for the U.S. government to, pay them for their work. to assess how that money should be used. Do you think it
8: creates a conflict of interest for the same people deciding the policy of how often we have to take the vaccine to also be making oh, you think? money the more times we take the vaccine?
9: Yes it, or no? This is for the government to decide. You have so, no
8: opinion on whether or not they crea- What a giant
2: flaming pile of crap. I mean, honestly. Uh, so Moderna sells a lot of vaccines. The NIH IH pushes the vaccine. And it's kind of funny because they didn't push hydroxychloroquine you know why it's public domain stuff man you don't make any money off it they don't talk about natural immunity too. you know why because it doesn't pay anybody but man they could channel everybody you just getting the vaccine no prophylaxis no nothing and then then when it's all over and done they push you towards a drug that could kill you Yeah, that'll make the government a lot of money and the NIH and the drug company. You know, guys, I got to tell you, honestly, we we are not stupid. I've got more on the other side of this break from Rand Paul. Also, James Rosen, one of the true journalists in America. He's on Newsmax. He's coming up as well. This, my friends, is the Rob Carson Show.
3: has been waging a war on America for decades. It's not right. It's not fair. And we're quite simply not going to take it anymore. Honestly, it's not fair to the world. It's the Rob Carson Show.
2: It is a Rob Carson show. Joining us on the Newsmax Hotline is one of uh, Washington's few real journalists. Uh, He is James Rosen, and uh, he hasn't responded to me since I asked him to get an autographed copy of the cast, or uh, a photo of the cast of Ted Lasso. Uh, So I've been kind of uh, looking forward to it. (laughs) How are you today, sir?
10: I'm well, Rob, and I know you wanted to discuss the the incident that happened on the day of the Ted Lasso cast visit to the White House briefing room, and I had indicated a preference not to do so, but I have found... And all the radio interviews I've done since then, I've been asked about it many times. So I felt badly <laughs> well, about that. And if you still wanted to pursue it, I should I should make myself available to you for that purpose.
2: Well, now, you know, I mean, it was uh, clearly a dust-up from a reporter who was sitting right in front of you, uh, who's not been called on by uh, by uh, uh, KG, uh, KJB. Um, let me ask you, uh, just not, not opinion, I'm just... How, do you suppose there's rhyme or reason to who she calls other than you know pure politics it, it, with regard to uh, the press room does she call on you frequently I mean does she have is, is this kind of the back of the bus kind of scenario with some reporters that she doesn't bother to, uh, do you have, you have a comment on that I'm just kind of curious about the dynamic of that room with Corinne Jean-Pierre in charge
10: I mean, it would be naive, Rob, to expect that the motivations of, uh, uh, of the briefer in the, in the daily press briefings of the White House in determining who they call on and, and what other actions they take or don't take would, be, would, be, would spring from anything other than politics. Exactly. This is Washington, and it is the White House. Uh, but um, in terms of my interactions, I went eight months before uh, being called on by KJP. And it took a, a meeting between us to sort of hash things out before that happened. Okay. And even now, I would yeah. say that my, my luck in being called on by her is spotty at best. Yeah. Um, she seems more content to call on me to ask questions of Admiral Kirby than of herself. But it's a yeah. work in progress. Exactly. The fact is, though, when you stiff four-fifths of the room every day, uh, you're going to see expressions of distemper in that room. That's what we've seen, both in the Saki era and more pointedly in the in the Karine Jean-Pierre era.
2: Yeah, it would be like uh, me living through sixth grade all over again because I was always the last pick for dodgeball, uh, for kickball, everything. So it'd be very, <laughs> very difficult for, for for me to do. Uh, I want to ask you real quick, uh, off the subject of anything really, but we're back on DirecTV. That I think that was kind of uh, a, a good news for for all of us, and as far as the reach of uh, of the network. So, have uh, you got any reaction from others uh, in the press corps about Newsmax getting back on DirecTV?
10: I haven't, but you know. There, there, Rob, there aren't many perks associated with being a reporter. A, a good reporter is a man without a country. Yes,
2: um, yes,
10: you know both sides recognize that you're you're out to to to, to break news, yeah. and so you know I asked President Biden a very tough question uh, when I had an opportunity to do so back in January of 2022 about the the polling surrounding his cognitive fitness. I asked former President Trump a very tough question at CPAC a few weeks ago and made news with him where, uh, for the first time, he stated publicly that he would stay in the race, even if he is indicted one or more times. Uh, So it gets to the point when you are a reporter that not even your friends want to take your phone calls. Uh, And so one of the few perks associated with being a reporter is that I don't have to concern myself at all with the business side of the operation, uh, except to say that I'm glad that a resolution was reached and that Newsmax will be seen in more homes.
2: What do you think about Alvin Bragg uh, uh, basically not getting the grand jury back together in New York uh, for the rest of the week? It sounds like uh, perhaps this uh, this letter signed in uh, 2018 from uh, Stephen Ryan, the counsel for Michael Cohen, basically exonerating Donald Trump from any payment of Stormy Daniels, uh, which certainly also w- and also said that it was <laughs> there was no evidence of any uh, co- political contribution. What do you suppose uh, is going on? What have you heard? as a journalist with regard to the dismissal of the grand jury this week?
10: Grand jury proceedings are by uh, by definition secret. And so they're among the hardest targets for reporters in terms of excavating what's, or unearthing what's going on. Um, so I can't claim any special insights into the decision-making uh, surrounding the activities of the grand jury at this moment. It would appear that pr- former President Trump in announcing last weekend that he expected to be indicted on Tuesday, um, was himself misinformed, um, and he's certainly a lot closer to the process than I am. Uh, suffice to say that uh, there are five separate criminal investigations underway right now, um, in, uh, probing various activities of the former president. You have the two cases here in Washington, over being over uh, presided over by a special counsel, the Mar-a-Lago documents case in which we're given now to understand that uh, the, the chief judge for the, the federal courts here in Washington uh, recently found that there was evidence of a crime committed and has compelled the testimony and the production of documents by one of Mr. Trump's own lawyers. You've also overseen by the special counsel uh, is the, the investigation into Mr. Trump's activities relating to January 6th. Then you have these two cases in New York, the one overseen by uh, the DA, Mr. Bragg, uh, involving Stormy Daniels, uh, you also have a uh, an ongoing investigation uh, up in New York into the activities of the Trump organization, Mr. Trump's business, and whether it played fast and loose with valuations to avoid uh, heftier taxes. And then finally, you have the fifth case, which is down in Georgia, uh, involving Mr. Trump's activities after the 2020 election. And to imagine that uh, former President Trump, uh, for all of his skills and his assets, and his success over many years in in evading any kind of legal liability, uh, to imagine that even someone like him can emerge from five separate such investigations uh, without being indicted is akin to imagining that you can dance without an umbrella in a rainstorm and not get wet. Um, So if it's not this coming week, um, the chances are that there's some kind of reckoning uh, looming ahead of him.
2: Well, there's been seven years of rain uh, for Donald Trump, so I'm assuming there will be a sunny day sooner or later. Uh, let's ask real quick, uh, yesterday, uh, Rand Paul talked to the CEO of Moderna, and uh, the Moderna CEO admitted that the company got $400 million in, uh, in um, uh, what's it, uh, um, when you uh, i draw a blank on the on the darn word uh payments from the federal government uh essentially um kind of a commission a commission yeah yeah uh and and uh, the uh, Rand paul asked if that do you feel that there is a conflict of interest in the federal government that would approve and then recommend a vaccine and then the vaccine company giving money back to the government is a conflict of interest and of course uh, didn't get much out of that what have you heard about that story since the testimony yesterday
10: uh, you know, I haven't covered that because I, you know, I focus almost exclusively on the Biden White House. But um, it strikes me as not terribly different from uh, similar arrangements over time. We all remember the bailout of Chrysler by the Carter administration. Um, you know, there are there are uh, certain kinds of industries um, that are so highly technical and specialized and important um, that they are they are effectively uh, entwined with the national government at any given time. Uh, The question is whether there is personal corruption or whether there is risk to, let's say, the consumer of any particular vaccine developed by a company like Moderna, uh, in which case those kinds of arrangements would then raise eyebrows.
2: To raise my eyebrows, raise Nancy Pelosi's eyebrows. Now they're actually behind her head because that's the only place they, they have to go. I just you if, are you bad, them, bad, man. if you, you raise them, they're bad, right that are hairline right now is her eyebrows. Um, yesterday, uh, Corinne Jean Pierre was asked about uh, Joe Biden and getting money from a Chinese energy firm through a third party and then uh, distributed through the Biden family. And uh, Jim Comer has unveiled this right now. There is a uh, uh, an investigation into the. The, uh, the banking uh, uh, issues and the red flags that were uh, uh, shown by uh, federal authorities with regard to uh, Joe Biden's family. Um, what is the latest on that? She refused to answer the question yesterday. Uh, it sounds like this story is getting uh, getting bigger, and it sounds like also Jim Comer is just kind of scratching the surface with some of these allegations. Uh, what, what, what is happening on that front, sir?
10: So, for the ben- for the benefit of our listeners who may not have kept up with all of this, James Comer, a Republican congressman from Kentucky, is the chair of the House Oversight Committee, and his panel recently released uh, just a, a series of banking transactions that they had uncovered, which showed that a, an associate of Hunter Biden's named Rob Walker, uh, who um, who had business dealings in China, uh, about two months after Vice President Biden left office in early 2017. Uh, received $3 million from uh, a Chinese company, and within uh, a short time after his receipt of the $3 million began dispersing roughly one-third of those funds to various members of the Biden family, three of them. Uh, Hunter Biden, uh, the president's brother James Biden, and Hallie Biden, who was the widow of the president's late son, Beau Biden, who was a schoolteacher uh, and who herself received $35,000 uh, for unknown reasons. Uh, and there was a fourth recipient of these funds from Mr. Walker, just listed as Biden. Uh, and one of the uh, elements of the uh, Comer Committee's investigation going forward will be to determine who Biden was and whether that, in fact, might have been the president himself. We don't know. Yeah. Uh, in terms of the White House response to these disclosures, it is what we might uh, say uh, de minimis, which is to say zero. Uh, and, and Karine Jean-Pierre shut down Fox News's Peter Ducey. When he tried to raise that subject in the briefing yesterday, uh, the, the, the response from the White House to these disclosures, these continued disclosures over a number of years now uh, about Hunter Biden and his business dealings in China, is effectively to provide zero information to the public, uh, to comply with um, the demands of House oversight Republicans uh, as minimally as possible, and to, um, and to, to litigate this it, it is interesting to see that Hunter Biden has launched a countersuit against the owner of the computer repair shop, yes. uh, where the infamous laptop at the center of all of this was held yeah. for some time. One would think that with Hunter Biden himself remaining under active FBI criminal investigation since 2019, and separately we, we can agree that it's kind of odd that that case hasn't had its resolution yet of any kind <laughs> yeah. uh, in four years' time, yeah. um, it would yeah. be it's strange to me that he would want to um, widen the battlefield for himself. And expose himself to discovery and to depositions. Yeah, uh, in a case like that, when he's yeah. under such scrutiny from the FBI. Oh, I, I think
1: he's
2: exposed himself many times before. I think this would be no big deal, James Rosen. Uh, Hunter Biden's all about exposing himself. Actually, uh, finally, what are, what are you working on right now, my friend? What are you? Uh, what are you? Uh, what are you digging into today?
10: So we were looking today uh, at the uh, the fact that the uh, according to published reports, Mr. Biden is eyeing his native state of Delaware, his home state of Delaware, as the likely location for his uh, re-election campaign headquarters. Uh, he's widely expected to announce a campaign for re-election next month. Uh, but this comes, you know, there's been so much, there's been so much attention paid to the prospect of, of former President Trump being indicted that it has tended to uh, obscure the fact of this, the stiff headwinds that President Biden would face if he does declare for re-election. Uh, To wit, we saw a new uh, AP-NORC poll that finds that uh, where the president enjoyed 45 percent job approval ratings in January and 41 percent in February, he's now down to 38 percent approval ratings in the Associated Press polling uh, that was conducted uh, just last week. Uh, And his numbers have been underwater uh, by as much as 20 points, uh, and he's only closed the gap to within six points. Uh, since over for more than a year and a half now, dating back to August 2021, and the uh, catastrophic withdrawal from Afghanistan. Um, And so we've been looking at those polling numbers. It's also worth noting that uh, the after-action report by the Biden administration on what went wrong with the Afghan withdrawal is expected to be released next month.
2: Yeah, but the positive is he's still more popular than eczema. He's right above eczema. I just saw the latest polling. You got this great new book out, Scalia, Rise to Greatness, 1936 to 1986. For those who are fascinated by history and by the Supreme Court, and I think there's so much to dig into, give us 60 seconds on the on the book. I'd love to hear more.
10: So you're kind to, to mention it, Rob. The book Absolutely. Scalia, Rise to Greatness, 1936 to 1986. It just came out. It chronicles the first 50 years of Antonin Scalia's life. Uh, It ends with him taking his seat on the Supreme Court, and it is, I say, the first accurate biography of Antonin Scalia because it's the first admiring one of him. It captures, as no previous biographers have done, his Catholic faith, his relationship with Maureen Scalia, the mother of his nine children, and the profoundly important career he had in academia and in the the Nixon and Ford administrations, and as a federal judge, before he was sworn into the Supreme Court.
2: Well, I can't wait to uh, read it. I uh, certainly see your uh, oratory every day as a a, uh, journalist, and I appreciate your writing, so I can imagine this book is going to be outstanding. James Rosen, always good to have you on, my friend. Thank you very much for joining me. We will look for you in the uh, the White House briefing room. Hopefully you won't get into any entanglements in the next few days. But thanks for joining (laughs) me today. I appreciate it, my friend. You bet, you bet. Let's take Take a break. You are listening to The Rob Carson Show.
3: Feasts while we're expected to dine on the crumbs,
0: to those who strove to deter us from our responsibility, you have
3: failed. Time to send those crumb suckers home. It's the Rob Carson Show.
2: You know I love having James Rosen on because he is a journalist. That's it. He does not play politics. He is. And this is one of the things you, you get when you get, uh, you got Newsmax. He's on Newsmax staff. He, he goes after Donald, Hart, uh, Donald Trump as hard as, uh, as Joe Biden. He does. He's a journalist. He is journalistically curious. And I was thinking, because, you know, you know me. I, uh, I am a talk show host. I am an opinion. I'm not a journalist. Don't ever call me a journalist. Dear God in heaven. But I am a, uh, a radio show host, a political pundit, and a comedian. And so you'll notice the dynamic between me and Rosen is me kind of poking at him. And I and I thought of this analogy during the break. <clears throat> I'm like an American tourist, and he is a uh, he is one of those guards uh, with the tall bear hats at uh, Buckingham Palace, and refusing to uh, look to comment. He's just he's a straight arrow. <laughs> so I I love getting him on. I love getting him on, trying to get him slip. But there is no making james rosen slip that's why he's so damn good at what he does and that's why he uh, he is a terrific addition to uh, to newsmax he wouldn't even talk about newsmax being back on direct tv that's how means a straight arrow oh my god he thinks that journalism the the uh how he knows that journalism is ungodly important to a free country he gets it He doesn't abuse it for political purposes. He has journalistic curiosity when it comes to real stories, even if it's Donald Trump. That's what I like about James Rosen, and you ought to check out his new book, uh, and uh, I'm going to order this thing. It is uh, Scalia, uh, The Rise of Anthony Scalia, Antonin Scalia as a Supreme Court Justice, and you know it's going to be good because he's a hell of a writer. He really is, and I'm I'm a pretty good writer myself, uh, so I, uh, I like good writing. I think it's important. I do want to play a couple more sound bites from uh, the CEO of Moderna yesterday in front of Congress. We know that the uh, the federal government, the NIH, got $400 million from Moderna, essentially commissions, for approving and selling a vaccine. That's just a stain on paper compared to Pfizer. But here is Rand Paul confronting the Moderna CEO about something that is factual. That is that young men who get the Moderna vaccine are more likely to get mitocarditis. Here's the CEO literally lying in front of Congress
8: hold on one second here it is this among adolescent males 16 to... started again here we go is there a higher interest or a higher incidence of myocarditis among adolescent males 16 to 24 after taking your vaccine
9: so thank you for the question senator first let me say we care deeply about safety and we are working closely to, with the cdc and the fda to pretty get... much
8: a yes or no is there a higher incidence of myocarditis among boys 16 to 24
9: after they take your vaccine the data have shown actually i've seen sorry from the cdc actually shown that there's less myocarditis for... He's
2: saying that with the vaccine,
9: there's less myocarditis. That's a lie. People will get the vaccine versus who get COVID infection.
8: You're, you're saying that for ages 16 to 24 among males who take the COVID vaccine, their risk of myocarditis is less than people who get the disease.
9: That is my understanding. Senator. That is
8: not true. And I'd like to enter into the record six peer reviewed papers from the Journal of Vaccine, the Annals of Medicine that say the complete opposite of what you say. I also spoke with your president just last week and he readily acknowledged in private that yes, there is an increased risk of myocarditis. Yeah, and this- This is ed
2: dowd talking about pfizer not during a hearing it took decades and decades for
10: pfizer to get to 40 billion in revenues before covid after covid in one year 90 billion
2: there you go that's all you need to know let's take a break and come back you are listening to the rob carson show Hey guys, it's Carson. If you don't know already, I am live in the famed Rush Limbaugh slot. Noon to 3, Eastern Standard Time on talk radio stations across the country. And the replay of every show is available everywhere you find podcasts. Just search Rob Carson Show. Make sure to check out my TV show on Newsmax called Rob Carson's What in the World. Follow me on social media and above all, don't catch the stupid. Stupid. Stupid.